Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in to episode two of the When Losing Means Winning podcast. I wanted to give an intro to this next podcast with uh, my friend from high school, Mom. But before I do, I wanted to go in a little bit deeper about why I'm making this podcast. I think it's the podcast that I would have loved to hear at the beginning of my journey. And I hope it's the podcast that I would have wanted to hear at the beginning of my journey. Um, When I started, I went through the same thing that I think a lot of people trying to lose weight do, where all I hear is you need to move more and eat less. And I tried really hard at doing that. And I would go to the extremes and say, okay, I'm never eating, you know, chocolate or whatever have you, pizza again. And I'm going to work out for an hour a day for the next 6,000 months straight and um, you know I just failed all the time I failed and I failed and I failed and if I had known um, how unique weight loss is to everyone and the different methods that really matter um, and by that I mean like the different philosophies that really matter which are start slowly start with things that you can change and stick with uh, versus the all-in mentality that are you know you're just gonna go all in and quit in two weeks when you feel like you don't see any results Um, and so you'll see those themes pop up a lot in my interviews Um, but I hope this podcast helps out maybe fitness professionals who are working with people that are trying to lose weight and if you're one of those fitness professionals that I had heard a lot from that said you know move more lose um, move more eat less and I had heard that so many times and I would get so frustrated by that when people would tell me that Um, and I hope that as a fitness professional you take these experiences and these stories and maybe figure out ways to apply them to your clients in ways that are actually sustainable for them and realize that just beating them over the head with that statement isn't going to help. And then I hope that if you're on your journey of weight loss, you can use these stories as inspiration, uh, as motivation, as stories of people that have struggled just the same as you have and you are. And um, I think a lot of times weight loss is glorified and you only see the before and afters and you don't really see the struggles people go through. So what I'm really hoping with this podcast is people learn what it really means to lose weight, not just the dramatic uh, whatever that show is called, uh, you know, the weight loss, you go all out it all day, and then as soon as that they stop, they get it all back. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to go give you a little more insight into this podcast. And, you know, maybe this episode you don't hear anything that helps you, but maybe the next episode you do. Um, and... I know that each of these episodes are unique in their own right. Uh, I hope that they are somewhat interesting to you, but I just encourage you to stick with the podcast for a little bit. You never know what you're going to hear that might just change the way you think about your weight loss or your journey or how to help a client. And honestly, these philosophies are applicable to everything, not just weight loss. So, oh, The Biggest Loser. That's that's the show's name. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this next episode. It's a friend of mine's mom, a friend of mine that I graduated with um, from high school. 
And it's her mom, and she talks a little bit about Weight Watchers. It's the program that she used. So, you know, if it's something that you've been playing around, thinking about, she does go through some insight. This is by no means saying this is that program is the end-all, be-all. Again, this is just to give you some ideas that maybe you could use in your weight loss journey. It's what she used, uh, and I encourage you to keep an open mind about it, and maybe it'll work for you. So without further ado, I'll let you listen to my friend's mom. Enjoy. Okay, so hello podcast listeners. Today I am here with uh, actually someone that I went to high school with, mom, Laura, and uh, she is going to tell her story about weight loss. So um, without further ado, could you start by introducing yourself? First, tell us like what your day job is, um, and then get into your story a little bit. Where did you start? Where are you now? Um, <laughs> go ahead and get started. Okay. Hi, I'm Laura Baldraki. Say I live, yeah. I live in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. You can say whatever you want to say. Okay. Oh, okay. Center. Anyway, <laughs> I live in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. I'm a loan fund director at a nonprofit in Worcester, Worcester Community Housing. Um, love my job and mom of two. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So one of her daughter, Angela, went to um, school with me. She was two years younger than me and uh, she's getting married in the fall. Yay. Yay. That's exciting. So. It is. It is. So um, this, you're not supposed to, in my mind, you should not be telling your first time and compare your weight loss journey to this time and how you lost so much weight the first time so quickly and you didn't even have to hardly make any sacrifices or anything like that and you just did it and it fell off of you. Well, I'm here to tell you that that doesn't happen and I am going to compare both of my two major weight loss journeys that I ever remember. Um, I did start, well, I guess I'm not going to start at that point. My first weight loss journey was shortly after my grown children were born. And I lost 74 pounds in from April to October. Yep, six months. You know, like when the, with the Mass Pike, you take Fast Pass and you just go, boom, and you just get there with no distractions. And it's a great day. There's no breakdown cars. There's, There's no, no police. It, it's great. Yeah. And you just get there and you're done. And I, I was finished. I successfully lost the weight that I intended to. And where were you when you started that journey in terms of weight? Um, to be honest, I really do not remember. Oh, wow. Okay, because that I've far successfully back. blocked it out now. <laughs> and um, just for reference, how about how tall are you? I'm five, five and a half. Okay. And how don't old are you? Don't forget the half. Don't forget the half. How old are you? 63. Okay, great. So this was back when you were? A younger mom. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. So oh, quite a while ago. So like just say maybe 20 plus years. Okay. Say. Perfect. I, just because I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I did get there and then I, I was good. 74 pounds. Woohoo. And I did do it through Weight Watchers. This is not an endorsement for Weight Watchers <laughs> though, but that's how I did it. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, got there. 
I went to my meetings every single week still, even though I had hit lifetime. And it's probably... Wait, can you describe what lifetime means to sure. someone? Just so sure. Sure. You, when you start, you have a goal weight that Weight Watchers gives you. And they tell you, okay, for your height, you should be approximately this, which we all know isn't really accurate. We should weigh, either be taller and be given <laughs> the weight that we are, right. or what, but anyways, you're given a goal weight. Okay. So if you lose it, that much weight, and you attain that weight, right. you attain the weight, then you have to maintain it successfully for six weeks. That's mm -hmm. called maintenance. Here, we're gonna pause one second. Oh, the clock stopped. <laughs> no but big deal. We are recording in Laura's um, living room, which is totally fine. But live, so you know, we are live, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, eventually, it won't be live. But yeah, so we apologize for any interruptions. But carry yeah. on. So this is when you meet your goal. Yep, and then you maintain it. Anyways, you have to weigh in once a month on the Weight Watcher scale. And you have to be, I think it's plus or minus two pounds from your goal weight. And that's called maintenance because you're maintaining mm -hmm. and you're not doing any big fluctuations and you're staying on the program. Because as we all know, it's so much easier to lose weight when you haven't gotten it out of control. And like you've maybe lost that chunk of weight, that 74 pounds I was talking about. And if I didn't weigh myself maybe for a while, maybe I would have gained back 10 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever. And Not I- Not really noticed. Right, but if you can catch it right away, that's good. Yeah. So that was so, so you lost all this weight and then you were maintaining. Uh, were you on, so you stay involved in Weight Watchers while you're maintaining? Absolutely. Is that true? That yes. was my choice. Okay. I could have just gone there, weighed in once a month, and they mark it in your book, and you leave. Okay. But I chose to still just, I think, like maybe somebody else with addictions, you need to go there hmm. and stay at the meeting and listen to it. You have to attend the meeting. That's in my mind. You just have to really get your book stamped, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. So... That was that journey, and I, I was good. Everything was good. And then life got in the way. Mm. I had a variety of health problems all at the same time. And actually, the worst part was, maybe not for others in my family, but I lost my voice completely. Ooh. And it was for a while. The doctors really were puzzled. So they eventually put me on um, a high dose for longer than normal prednisone, a steroid, which as we all know, and I can tell you, you gain weight. And I gained all of my 74 pounds mm -hmm. back. And, and when was this about? How long ago was that? Maybe like 10 years ago. Okay, so we're about like halfway. Longer. Yeah. Okay. Through yep. This. Again, um, so I just... Had, I felt good though. I, I felt I was very overweight again, mm. and I like, I had long passed, gone past any kind of maintenance or any kind mm. of lifetime or anything like that. So were you weighing in? Or I stopped. You stopped. Okay. I stopped, mm. and that was like pretty much the fatal flaw. But I got my health back. My mm. 
voice back, yep. as you can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, life went on. Right. Okay. But then I must have just, it must have been the darn doctor nagging me again at my elite <laughs> physical and saying, you know, you're really overweight. You did it before what happened it's sort of like don't you know you right. prescribed so like isn't it so easy to just do it again yeah <laughs> so i guess that's where i start this journey which is hopefully with only a beginning mm. and no end because this is a way of life and everybody asked me wow i i lost 82.4 pounds yay me and so then where was the peak this time? Do you know that one? I was 243.2. Okay. A and size 22. Okay. And remember, she's five foot five and a half. Yep. To give our listeners a little yeah. perspective. I was okay. classified as morbidly obese. Mm. I don't think that was ever true, but that's what they had me classified as. Yeah. Good old BMI. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. So I decided it was time to start. I went back to Weight Watchers because that was really the only... Was there something that made you, again, decide that? Or was there like a trigger? Or was it just like one day you woke up and you're like, I'm so sick of this. I did it before. I can do it again type thing. Well, I think part of it was I sort of personally got lost in the shuffle. Um, I had everything else above me in priorities. Mm. Work was above me. My spouse was above me. Mm -hmm. My kids were above me. I could go on and on, <laughs> and I kept getting squished to the bottom. Sure. So when I went back to Weight Watchers, it was, it's only a one-hour commitment a week at the most. And I decided I can give myself an hour. for mm -hmm. So once a week, I was number one no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's the big trick. I think one of the, one of the tricks is don't let other people take if it's one hour and it happens to be Weight Watchers, but whatever program it is, give yourself at least one hour. You know, even prisoners get time off for good behavior. <laughs> Aren't you worth one hour? Yeah. And then, okay, my second thing that I would really, really want to tell you in case you're listening and going, yeah, that's her, I don't have an hour. Well, if it was for somebody that you loved, Okay, so maybe your boyfriend, your spouse, your girlfriend, your kids, they were, they were diagnosed with diabetes. And you didn't know how to react to that condition, but you love them. And you would maybe learn new recipes or what they can eat to start with and what they can't eat because you don't want to have them go into a diabetic coma or anything like that because of your cooking and right. that. So you, wouldn't you take the time for them mm -hmm. to learn the new things that they need to know so they can be healthy again? Mm -hmm. Well, aren't you worth it? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Again, we're in Laura's uh, living room. Hopefully so. RoboCaller will get it for me. <laughs> okay. Yep. So... Anyways, that's my other point. Mm -hmm. So I did decide um, to, to go once a week, even if it didn't happen to be the one meeting that I was going to, I would go one hour a week to another meeting because I didn't want anybody to take me away from it. Also, another thing, um, I would like to call this the power of one, 
and it you really don't look at the big picture if I had looked at oh my god I lost 74 pounds and I gained all that back and this is gonna be like forever I'm never gonna lose that much weight again because I still want to enjoy life I still want to have a glass of wine or two I still want to have my dis- my ice cream sure I I want to live not diet mm-hmm. that's so, so good I, I decided that don't look at the total picture and I can tell you I the first night because it was a brand new type of program a different program that I had lost the weight on originally at Weight Watchers I got all these materials from them and it was like healthy foods that you know they suggest and whatever but I was very overwhelmed and I was like what am I going to do I don't even know what I can eat like they're telling me all these things like what can I have for breakfast (laughs) so that's where the power of one okay comes in which you means don't, what? Like, yep, that's what I'm going to explain. Thank okay. you. Thank you. That's okay. What I mean is you don't have to look at everything and go, oh, what am I going to get? Like, oh. And get over. Just think about breakfast, your next meal. Let's take one thing at a time, just like one pound at a time. Mm-hmm. I didn't, if I looked at that whole journey, I never would have gotten there ever because it's overwhelming how much you have to lose or Mm. okay so now we're going to go to my next point that I think is important don't try to be perfect Mm -hmm. and it's really like sort of for life which I had a hard time learning Mm -hmm. and also this journey you are not on something that you're good or you're bad Mm. or you cheated Or you didn't. Yeah. It's life. Like I went out for ice cream last night. I I had every. I every, saw you went to Howard's because it was opening right, day. Right. Because <laughs> popular ice cream restaurant near us. Right. I like it. Mm-hmm. And um, I enjoyed every bite of it. Mm. I would have licked the bowl, but I was <laughs> not alone. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, um, enjoy life. You only go around once, I think. Um, it's that key balance of like enjoying life, but also making progress toward getting healthier so you can enjoy life longer. Because right? it's all about choices. Right. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. But don't punish yourself ever. Yeah. For, I would like to just say it. Maybe you made not as good of a choice as you could have, but maybe you wanted to have it and you did. Mm-hmm. Or it was some life event, like you went to a wedding or right. something and have it. Exactly. Just your next choice, maybe remember that you had it so you wouldn't have a whole bunch of those treats. Right, right. That's all. Balance is a lot of things. Yes. Uh, so you were touching on a little bit about how, you know, it'd be similar if your friends or family were diagnosed with something and you wanted to learn more about it. Um, was there anything that your husband helped contribute to? Did he help cook better? Did he help like go for more walks or exercise with you more to help you with this journey at all? Um, yes, he's, he's a good supporter. Um, but I would like to say, and I also of course had my kids, Angel and Andrew. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) What a dorky mom. Anyways, um, but I really decided this time I wasn't doing it for anybody else I was doing it for me Mm. 
I needed to go for a walk. I needed to eat healthy. And even if somebody else said they like, oh, no, you want to go for a walk? No. Okay, guess what? I still need to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. So I went for the walk alone and it was still okay. Right. Like, you love to tell the tale, so. I do. <laughs> That's good. Cool. Good. Um, so I, life went on and, and a lot of people ask me, how long did it take you to lose all that weight? Mm. To be honest with you, I truly do not know the answer to the question. I know when I hit my new lifetime goal mm -hmm. at Weight Watchers, I know that. Which is when? March 7th of two, thousand, two years ago, 2017. And you've maintained since then? I have. That's and awesome. I, and I go every single week still because yeah. I need the support. Yeah. I need it. Mm -hmm. And I go online and I'm on in a couple Weight Watcher groups. Um, in Weight Watcher Connect, but those are Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something for Weight Watchers. They're weight loss support groups. Whatever you find to be helpful, take advantage of it. It's free. And maybe your cravings for ice cream. Sorry, can you tell I like ice cream? <laughs> they hit like, you know, at midnight or something. Well, obviously, not to my knowledge, there's no meetings for Weight Watchers at midnight. Right. But you might need some help. So maybe you go on to that weight loss Facebook group and there's somebody else that's around at that time that mm -hmm. can help you. Did you ever feel discouraged because other people, when you'd go on that group, other people were losing, it felt so easy for other people and they're losing it super fast or was it mostly encouraging and like easy to read? Um, well, I think a lot of times you hear other people saying, oh, especially at my meeting or in, I guess in life, and yeah, I lost 12 pounds this week or mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm doing real life and I'm, I'm enjoying life. Mm -hmm. I'm not on that diet where you can have a piece of lettuce and maybe a couple bites of tuna. Mm -hmm. I'm having real food. Like mm -hmm. I had stuffed French toast this morning that I made. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that I really like. I need to be stimulated because this can get old pretty fast. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always looking at new, looking out for new recipes, new food products, something to excite me again. You know, this is, like I said, this is forever. Mm -hmm. Am I gonna be eating the same meal and using the same recipes forever? Mm -hmm. Nope, mm -hmm. I hope not at least. Um, yeah, so but, being yeah. proactive about trying to find different ways to eat healthy foods is I've found also very beneficial and helpful. Yes, and I think a lot of times if you surround yourself with people that are positive people, mm -hmm. in general, not even just on weight loss, it helps so much. Mm. If you're with Debbie Downer and it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm never gonna lose the weight, yeah. or oh, everything's wrong. Well, you start to feel dragged down too. Mm. So just, you know, just surround yourself if you can with positive people and also know that you'll get there when you get there. I call myself the president of the turtle club, <laughs> which means I, I'm a, a point to... Okay, hold on okay, a second. It, yep. Okay, it's next. Okay, I'm a weight loss of usually 0 
two pounds a week and that's a good week so I'm living to tell you that you still you get there when you get there mm. I'm I'm good uh, I can live hopefully like this forever and I don't want to be cocky and say I'm going to live like this forever because it is sometimes it is bite to bite it's not always sunshine and roses correct yeah uh, what would you do when you would get discouraged because it's only point two, or were you just always like okay with being point two, a point two a week? Um, I at the beginning, I wasn't, but I didn't look at the total picture because I again I would be extremely discouraged if I looked at how like eighty some odd pounds to lose, mm -hmm. like oh my god, and then if I if I really want to have my pity party and go, oh, and you lost seventy four pounds before. That's like 155 pounds that I have to lose again. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm never going to do it. Mm -hmm. So but what did you think of instead? Instead of thinking about that, what did you think of? Just that I was, just to, sometimes I had to get back to the basics and say, okay, what's part of the program? Okay, part of the program is, they, I guess one of the things is about weight loss that you should be doing some type of exercise mm -hmm. now originally I used to think that meant I had to go to a gym sorry Sarah but I'm not a gym person <laughs> at all okay. I, there's gonna be people listening to this that aren't gym people and I want them to hear that right yeah. it's possible I, being a gym I nut. I can tell you I lost my 80 pound 80 plus pounds without going once to a gym that's awesome because I decided Again, one of my little lessons is anything is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. So if I were to get up, for example, from the couch and maybe turn the television off or on, those steps are better than the person that did none of those steps. And use the remote and, instead. Right. Ah, that's right. awesome. So I always tried to do something. I didn't say, oh, I don't have an hour to do this. Or, you know, I in, I believe it or not, I like walking. Mm -hmm. And I don't, now I do it because I totally enjoy it. Mm. I do know I need to, mm -hmm. but I also enjoy it. Good. And I know that I'm not the kind of person, I have a desk job. And at the very beginning of this journey, I, I had gotten a Fitbit, I got a tracker, okay, so a pedometer. I put it on and I had gone, I think it was like 1800 steps the whole day long. Oof. Obviously that's not 10,000 steps that they recommend. Right. But again, anything is better than nothing. So progress, not perfection. I decided, okay, I'm going to set that reminder, which if yours doesn't have it, big deal, but to remind me once an hour, hey, you didn't take any steps. Okay, so sometimes I still would keep sitting or doing my work. <laughs> and, and ignore and it. still not take any steps. I've and, definitely been there. <laughs> or if I was having a bad day, I'd say, shut up, I don't care. <laughs> but then the next hour I'd be reminded and I probably would get up, even if it was still going the long way to the bathroom or something like right, that. Yeah. So, 
And in New England, it's like so annoying in the winter time because you have a million and one excuses for not getting out there Absolutely. to walk. <laughs> Absolutely. That's when it's the hardest here, honestly. Um, what would you consider some of the most rewarding things along the way? Like, is it, you know, the way you feel? Was it like that you could do different activities and not get tired out? You know, what what's the most rewarding thing that you, from being at where you are now? Okay, I think this happened along my journey, so also it's still occurring. Good. I'm going to sound very quacky, but I like me. Mm. I like how I look. Yeah. I like how I feel. Mm. And I accepted that my nose is big, and I've <laughs> accepted things like that, and my gut is big. I've accepted that, mm -hmm. and I'm still good, and I still like how I look. So is that not how you felt at the beginning? Correct. Okay. Correct. Actually, actually, at one of my Weight Watcher meetings, the leader passed around a mirror mm. at the beginning of the meeting and said, okay, if you don't mind, look in the mirror and tell me the first thing you see. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the whole room almost said awful things like, I would have said, oh, all I can see is my big nose. Okay. So picture a room full of people because what's the first thing you say when somebody takes a picture oh let me see that picture and then you go oh god this <laughs> yeah. looks so awful or that looks so awful mm -hmm. well we all were made aware sometimes that's a big thing too making aware mm. yourself of something so anyways um when you're looking at that picture now i can look in the mirror and go Oh, I look pretty darn good. I look damn good. Yeah, and cool. Sorry, everybody. Don't think I'm like that, but I do. <laughs> I, I'm happy with me. I think too many times people minimize the looks part because I think it is really a true motivation. Like, I did it at the beginning, too, to look good. Like, yeah. I think it's a valid reason. Like, you want to look good, and that's not, there's no shame in that, you know? Like, obviously, I need to accept my curves in some degree, but, like, it's okay <laughs> to want to look good, and I hate when people, like put pity on that or shame on that so, yes you know. but I do want to point out that it wasn't only because I've lost the weight mm -hmm. that I mm -hmm. like how I look I started to learn to like me mm -hmm. as I was and actually one of the other things at one of my meetings was the leader saying okay so a lady was going to be the mother of bride incidentally another lady hmm. and she said oh I I don't know what I'm gonna do about my arms they're so fat and this was a lady <laughs> that had lost over a hundred pounds hmm. it was sort of like oh my god look at how good you look it all she could see was her oh, fat wow. Batman arms yeah well like our leader pointed out what do you think you're so lucky to have arms to hold your mm. kids and yeah. things you think about it more in a positive way yeah. than just how ugly your arms are Ugh, yeah. they're so good you yeah. have arms yay <laughs> i can move things right right yeah that's so true that's so interesting well cool um is there anything else you I, one of the things one of the questions i like to ask is if there's any advice you could have given yourself way back at the start i mean you've given a ton of advice already is there anything else that you might want to add to that like what would you have told yourself at the beginning of the journey that may have 
could have helped or wish you would have understood a little bit earlier on? I think I just really, my big thing is maybe because not, you don't have to be perfect mm. and you'll get there when you get there. I, I don't care how you get there. Mm -hmm. If you do a gastric bypass, yep, hey, go if you get there. Yep. That's good. Whatever works. If you do Weight Watchers, yay, mm -hmm. good. It, like, it doesn't make a difference. Like, I'm not judging anybody. And, mm -hmm. like, I don't think most of us judge people. It's just don't think, oh, they lost it this way and they're just going to gain it back. It's like works for everybody. Like, everybody, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> However you get there and you just don't have to be perfect. I agree. I tried to be too perfect in the beginning. Yeah. I think fail quick. I think <laughs> because I'm the oldest of seven kids. Oh, like, wow. That I always tried to be perfect. Mm, yeah. Oldest child syndrome here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to add to wrap up? You're in maintenance mode now. You're doing well. Uh, so your intention's not to lose anymore for the wedding, or you think you want to lose a little more? Does that factor in at all? I think it's more just maintaining my health yeah. and feeling good. If I, like, I'm still gonna keep walking, I'm still gonna keep eating mm -hmm. relatively healthy, but just better choices. Um, good. I'm, I'm good, I'm real happy right now. Good. And it's coincidentally, I'm really happy that it, I made this way yeah. before the wedding, but yeah. it's not all about that. Right, yeah. It's it the rest of my life. Right. Uh, and so you love ice cream so much, so we'll wrap up on I this. I do. What is your input on Halo Top? Um, well, certain flavors are better. Yeah, but not but quite the same. Yeah, it's it, definitely right? not the same. <laughs> I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. It does. Some of them taste pretty chalky. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. But if you're dying for ice cream and you have, like, just, you have to have something and you go, oh, I don't want to gain any weight right. from it. Hey, go for it's it. A good Frozen banana works too. So then on that note, what is your favorite flavor and or brand? Well, I just like Howard's, <laughs> that, lo that local, local place. place. Yeah. Because I, I am, I guess, like the alcoholic. I don't want to have a whole <laughs> half gallon of my favorite flavor in the house. Sure. Why invite trouble? Like, mm. I, I am not to be trusted, okay? You guys think I'm a nice person? <laughs> Do not trust me with half a gallon of, like, watermelon sherbet. Yeah. Don't. Gonzo. Yeah. 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 Um, I find that very um, popular among people that I talk to about weight loss is they just don't buy the stuff and keep it in yeah. the house. Or buy it and have it in a just a moderate, like, a portions. Yeah. Because you're, you're already aware that that's a... a trigger for you it's a trigger food that's going to set you off and you could be sitting by the freezer with a spoon and just having one bite mm, then and all of a sudden you, you know. have frostbite on your nose because yeah. you've eaten almost the whole half gallon and then you're throwing away the container so nobody knows <laughs> and to be clear this still happens to you even though you've lost 75 pounds right like 80 yeah. pounds it's it's crazy that those stick with you so hard and um it's not easy so absolutely for sure. absolutely and you just learn. You yeah. learn. Don't. I, I, I be, guess I better not have that half gallon of watermelon sherbet in the house anymore. I can't be trusted. It's true. It's true. Um, so the last question. What 
when I say like the term motivation, um, mm -hmm. what does that really mean to you? There's a lot of like really cliche things out there, but is there anything that that word means to you that kept you going during this process or still keeps you going? Is there anything you want to touch upon on that word? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I think when you feel good and motivated, and it's been by other people in my journey, and it still is mm -hmm. by other people in my journey, that you want to share that what you have, that secret sauce. You want to share this with anybody that will stop and listen, like I'm doing to you guys right now. Mm -hmm. But you want to share it because you feel so good, mm -hmm. and I want you to feel so good. Yeah. Just you know don't be perfect. Yeah. Yes. Don't be perfect. I like that. All right. I think we'll end there unless there's anything else you want to add. Hey again, podcast listeners. Just wanted to wrap up this episode and say thank you again for listening to Laura's story. I wanted to point out to a couple things that I really liked that she said. One was putting yourself first. I think that's super, super important, especially for moms who can so easily put their kids and their husbands first before taking care of themselves but I've heard this analogy a million times before like when you're on a plane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask they tell you to put yours on first because if you end up passing out you're not helping anybody right so it's really similar with weight loss and it's definitely tough uh, even without kids to put yourself first between your job and your significant other and friends and social life but uh, you know, if you want to live that long, fulfilling life where you can live it to the fullest, it's a choice that you have to make. Uh, and it gets easier over time, trust me. Uh, another one I like is, you know, the power of one. Don't get overwhelmed. It's really the small steps that you can get started with to build that momentum. And she talks about this as well, to integrate small steps into your day-to-day. -day. There's something uh, where, you know, Maybe one day I'll get into the science of how calories are burned in your life, but a lot of these calories are what they call meat calories. And I forget what the acronym's for, but basically those calories are things that you burn without even realizing you're doing, like when you're doing the laundry or you're sweeping or you're walking to your car and it's a little bit farther. Uh, integrating those little things just to get your momentum going, it doesn't feel like it's going to add up, but trust me, it does. Any little bit helps. And so wanted to thank you guys again for listening. And, you know, someone once told me when I was going to publish this podcast that uh, I was a little bit nervous about doing it. I wasn't sure if it was going to matter or mean anything. And he told me that if it changed one person's life, that it would be worth it. And, you know, if it if one step will change your momentum, it's going to be worth it. So I hope you keep that in mind during your journey and uh, get ready for the next episode. I think it's going to be the one with a friend of mine that's also my mom, also a mom, not my mom. Uh, she is a mom of one so far and uh, she has a pretty great story. I'm excited for you to hear from her and thank you again so much for listening. Have a great day.